The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And uh, thanks again for joining us. We're in the midst of this glossary series for AI Today, where we're defining some of the key terms that you need to know for artificial intelligence, machine learning, big data, all these concepts together. And the interesting thing about these concepts is when you understand the concept, they're actually fairly straightforward and easy. The, The hardest part sometimes is the words, the terminology. Given the fact that, well, language isn't very precise and people sometimes use the same word to mean different things, sometimes they use different words to mean the same thing, (laughs) and sometimes they just use confusing words that don't really mean anything if you were to look at it, and then you're like, oh, they really mean that? So it's like, you know, define stochastic, and then you think, oh, it's like random and unpredictable. It's like, well, why don't you just say random and unpredictable? It's like, ah, well, statistics, what can I say? But um, and so in, so we're going to continue that series. Now, for those of you that are sort of new, this is your first podcast. First of all, know that this is the glossary series and we're in the midst in even in the glossary series of going through a whole bunch of terms on artificial neural nets, neural networks. Uh, so, you know, if you're in the middle somewhere, you might want to start from the beginning, especially if there's some terms we use that you don't understand. We're not going to redefine terms. So that's really important. Also know that we do more than just the glossary series. You know, we folk, we do uh, interviews with folks who are AI practitioners, other practitioners as well, project managers who are re- increasingly responsible for doing AI and AI people who are increasingly responsible for doing project management. It's kind of interesting overlap there as well as our failure series and our use cases and all sorts of stuff. So if you haven't yet subscribed to AI Today, you definitely should. Exactly. And as Ron mentioned, we are in the middle of our AI glossary series. We have a glossary that we'll link in the show notes, and we encourage you to check that out. It goes over AI, machine learning, and big data terms at a high level. But on today's podcast, we'll be presenting a few of those. And so the terms that we'll be defining today are bias, weight, activation function, convergence, and ReLU. So we'll start with weight and bias. Now, you may have heard us define bias before, especially when we had our bias variance trade-off podcast. This bias is referred, uh, is going, is is a different definition, uh, more for the, you know, parameter areas of this. So I just want to point that out. Bias, unfortunately, is used a few times, and so don't confuse it. So first, uh, we'll define what a weight is. So a weight is one of the fundamental learnable parameters of a neural network that is set through iterative model training. So weights refer to the strength of a particular connection between a neuron and the neuron in the next or previous layer. So weights are a parameter derived through iterative training that identifies how outputs from a node should impact the input to a subsequent node. And weights refer to the strength of a particular connection between a neuron and the neuron in the next or the previous layer. And we had defined layer in a previous podcast, so we'll link to that. Um, Or you can think of it as the probability that the node is active. So, you know, like the slope of the line, for example. So that's weight. And then bias 
is a learnable parameter in a neural network, which is used to adjust the output along with the weighted sum of the inputs to the neuron and helps to adjust the overall fit of the model to the training data. So bias is a constant that is added to the product of inputs and weights utilized to offset the result since a simple sum of weights will be a number greater than the required input of the activation function. So the bias, we think of the y-intercept on a line. Yep. And that may seem, you know, maybe uh, confusing if you don't see it in front of you, but think of it this way, just you have a whole bunch of nodes that are connected to, let's say, a single neuron. So you have like a bunch. It could be, I don't know, a a number greater than one, right? So how does this neuron know to take all those inputs? Does it just take them all and kind of pass it along? Well, that doesn't do much right? All you're doing is just adding everything together, (laughs) multiplying everything together. So what you need to do is like, okay, well, some inputs are more important than the other inputs. Um, And the thing is, of course, we don't really know in advance which inputs are more important than other inputs based on whatever we're trying to do. So we want the computer to figure that out. And we'll talk later about how the computer figures that out, but the computer needs to figure that out. And and so if some are more important than others, then what we're doing is we're multiplying these weights with the inputs uh, of whatever that signal is together. We're adding them all up. And of course, that may be a really big number or a really small number. And we have this idea that the neuron shouldn't just pass it along, but it needs to reach some critical threshold. And once the neuron reaches that threshold, then it fires along the input. And that critical threshold is defined by something called the activation function. So an activation function is a function, mathematical function, that determines at what threshold the neuron will activate and provide an output. And the activation function transforms the sum of all the weights, right, plus that bias, uh, and into an output value that is then passed along to the whatever that neuron is then connected to, that node. And the input into that function, the input to the specific activation function is the are the inputs multiplied by the weights, added up to and uh, added to the bias. Now, the important thing is that there's this concept called linearity and nonlinearity. Linearity is the line, right? That's what linearity means. So it's like if you just kind of have a line and you add things up and everything goes along the line, it kind of move, moves along. The problem is, is that if you want your your brain to learn something, it's not just like some some number like, okay, I learned 25. That doesn't really tell you anything. It's like you need to know when some things are on and some things are off. So an activation function is a nonlinear function. They don't you don't just pass things along. They decide whether they're on or off. And that's what makes them nonlinear. They're not aligned. They're like some non-line thing. Um, so we need a function that provides this nonlinearity. And that's what enables us to have complex behavior because you can be like, that's a word. So I'm going to turn on my word part of my brain. That's an image. I'll turn on the image part. Or that's one kind of image. Or that's other kind of image. Without it, these activation functions, all these connections of neurons just will combine everything together into some, you know, big pudding. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a big mishmash. We don't want puddings. We want layers. So, um, so, the, so these activation functions are really important. And uh, there's this idea that goes along with it called convergence, which is an idea, which is that at some point, we want these neural networks to learn something. So what's going to happen is we're going to keep training these neural nets. And the idea of convergence is that, at, that it'll describe, it, it's the progression towards some network state where the network has been trained enough to achieve the desired results with 
within some margin of error. And you say it's achieved convergence because it can separate, you know, the happy sentiment from the sad sentiment or figure out that, that yes, there's a cat or not a cat in the image. And as you've learned it many times, the goal is to get that network and those weights and biases adjusted so that when I do present it with new information, it gives me the desired results. So the reason why I want convergence is because if we don't have convergence, we'll just be training the network forever. How do we know when to stop? <laughs> uh, we, we don't. We want to stop at the point where we feel like it's gotten somewhere. So, so that we're not training the network forever, we want to train the network with as little data as possible as fast as possible to get the results we want. So you might hear this term convergence is like fast convergence. You want to get to convergence fast, get to convergence quickly, right? Slow convergence, if it takes a long time for a network to converge, you can, remember, you can configure these networks any way you want. You can put as many layers, and well, we'll get into layers separately. Well, we actually talked a little about layers, but you can put tons of neurons and tons of layers. But if it takes forever to get that network to converge, the, that means you need a ton of data and a ton of computing, right? Whereas if you can build a simpler version of that network that can get to the same goal with faster, basically, you know, it's a simpler network, but it has the same power, then it gets to convergence faster. So it makes it a better network, right? And a lot of the quest for research is to get these better and better networks where we don't need this humongous pile of stuff that gets to convergence very slowly and uh, takes up a ton of time and data and all that sort of stuff. Now, specifically, there's a kind of activation function that's very popular called RELU, which stands for Rectified Linear uni uh, Unity. But basically, the idea is it says that if the sum of the weights and inputs plus bias is less than zero, then output is zero. And if it is more than zero, then output whatever that output is. <laughs> that is the definition of RELU. It's just got that name. And it may seem really simple, but it turns out that it has worked uh, for a lot of things. Now, there are other activation functions. So if you're going out there and you're looking at functions like sigmoid or tanh or something like that, uh, they exist and they're all for different purposes. Again, to help the network get to convergence faster. And what people have found is that this ReLU function, as simple as it is, output is zero for anything less than zero and output x for anything greater than zero, converges six times faster than these other activation functions. And as mentioned, we are looking at the speed of convergence, not just does the network work, but how fast and how long does it take for the network to get there. So hopefully now with this podcast, you have a better understanding, at least at a high level, of these terms. But of course, understanding these terms at a high level and understanding how to apply them are two different things. And that's really where CPMAI comes into play. We are big advocates of doing AI right, including following best practices and methodologies. And we are big advocates of the CPMAI methodology, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. If you're interested in learning more about this, we've created a free intro to CPMAI course for our podcast listeners. You can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to sign up for the free course. And if you're interested in getting the certification, then go to cognolytica.com slash CPMAI. I know that many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified, and we've had some interviews with them, uh, with some folks that are CPMAI certified to help our listeners understand how people are actually applying it in the real world, how it's helped them do their job better, how it's helped them enhance their career, uh, 
some people have gotten jobs from this as well, which has been wonderful. You know, they've really, they've learned the terminology, they've learned how to apply it and put it into practice for project success. So again, if you're interested, I will link to both of those in the show notes, the free course, and also our certification as well. So with that, we thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.